Hey guys, and welcome back to Talking with Shadows, the conversations everyone has, but no one wants to admit. Here with your hosts, Marcus D. And Vic Waitley. And guys, for today, we want to give a big shout out to the men in black who have not black bagged us yet. Thank you guys, we really do appreciate it. I assume they're fans because it hasn't happened yet. And today's black bag tip of the day is wear a big hat. If they can't get the bag over the hat, they can't black bag you. <laughs> Oh, you, uh, like, you like that? I do, I do. Like, I think we should. I think we should give more tips to to our fans who listen to us to not how to get black bagged by the government. And it's it's an important thing to know. Yeah. So you guys learn a lot whenever you come to this podcast. Um. So I think today, guys, we're going to talk about something kind of we saw in the news, something that kind of popped up. Want to bring that to you guys a little bit? I think Vic. Oh, oh, is it time? Yes, it's time for you to talk. It was great. You guys are love okay. this. Guys, there's goblin serial killers on the loose in Zimbabwe. I read this on the Mysterious Universe side. They had it as an article, and I do not know why people have not done more to stop this. If there are goblin serial killers out there, guys, we, we need to band together as a world to solve this problem. I'm sorry. I was uh, distracted drawing up my Dungeons & Dragons character for this campaign. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, there was an article, and the headline was, um, like, sent along the lines of uh, goblin serial killer loose in Zimbabwe, and it's because there was a... Um, Family that had 10 people in the family die of mysterious deaths, and the deaths were attributed to a goblin serial killer, pretty much. That is... How do you think a goblin would be a serial killer? Like, how do you kill people as a goblin? I mean, you just sneak up and, you know, just, just shiv them to death. So, so like, like, it's a group of goblins called, what is it, like, a horde, a, a wah, a, now that, that, a, a that, mini stampede, uh, just... If I remember right, in Zimbabwe, they're called togaloshes, but it's effectively very similar to a goblin, except for these ones have magical powers. For example, like, uh, Marcus, how would you deal with the goblin serial killer? I believe that I'm currently drawing up a, uh, a wizard uh, no, no, no. for this how DD. Would you? How, oh, how would you? How would I deal with a goblin yeah. wizard? Oh, I well, classic example of what I've said before. Uh, yeah, get this. They're invisible. Do you, that's not fair. Invisible goblin serial killers out there taking out whole families. No, no, no I, I got that. At that point, you do a uh, you do a shotgun, and do like a spread. I don't, <laughs> I don't care how, I don't care how invisible you are. If I can't, if I can't shoot direct, I'm just gonna shoot. You just the area, the, the general area they're at, and then you <laughs> yeah, just yeah, open it like, up. Just left, right, forward, back. We're good. Well, and what I want to know is if they're invisible, how do they know this is the work of a goblin serial killer? I mean, it could just be, you know, a bunch of goblins, each person, you know, killing one person. I, I, the thing about it is, is, like, how, isn't, like, a serial killer supposed to work by themselves? I don't know if that, like, is the correct way to describe it. Well, I and mean, if it's a bunch of different goblins, each killing one person, I mean, that doesn't make them a serial killer. That just makes them a group of regular killers. But I, I also like the term goblin serial killer a lot better than totodile. <laughs> Sorry, talk to croak. <laughs> Sorry, total. Oh Seismic. god, now I can't even remember how to say it. Toga Roche, I think it is. But... Seismitoad. <laughs> Those are names of Pokemon. <laughs> That's okay. the best Pokemon ever. Go, Goblin Serial Killer. <laughs> okay, so you know how like serial killers are kind of in vogue right now, and they have that sexy vibe. Does that does that work for the goblins too? 
to, I, I don't I don't know. Uh, like, are they sexy goblin serial killers? I don't know. I think we have to like turn to some of our uh, listeners on that about whether or not if that that classifies as like a sexy serial. Killer. I don't know if the I don't know if the, I don't know if Ted Bundy fits in the same category as goblin serial. Personally, killer. I don't really get the whole sexy serial killer angle, but people tell me it's a thing, so I just kind of go with it. Okay. Ready for our topic today? I I am, guys. Today, uh, the title of our episode today is Transmission Impossible. We're going to be talking about, which originally... That that title is all me. me. It wasn't. I I fought Vic, like, just hand over fist about this because I didn't think it was going to be good. Then the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, it's actually kind of good. It was pretty good It it actually fit better than what we were going to do. And I don't want to say what our original names were because... Yours is better. I forgot all of yours after I said transmission impossible. You suck. <laughs> you suck. Um, yeah, we're talking about like weird uh, radio broadcast, uh, television broadcast, weird things with phones, all those weird technological mysteries that I personally love. These are some of my most absolute favorite things to look at in the paranormal. Yeah, and we don't really get to go into kind of technological mysteries that often. This is going to be a, is this a first for us? No, we've uh, yeah for the podcast. I would say yes, I would say yes, yes, yes for the podcast. We've looked a little bit more uh, into some of this stuff on the YouTube channel. We've talked, about, but I would I would say this is probably the first episode where we're really going to be delving super deep into these kinds of and things because most stuff I think in the paranormal, it's you're looking at stuff like you know that weird house way at the end of you, far away from you. You're looking at. You know, weird monsters in the woods, the stuff that lurks in the dark that's out there. The reason you don't go out to this particular forbidden place is because something will get you. But this is like technology. This is stuff that's really close to us that's a part of all of our lives. And it makes it just that much creepier to me because it's that close to you. So, what do you want to talk about first? I think I think the first thing that I want to bring up was something I thought we were both kind of looking at. The, the Wyoming incident. The the legend supposedly goes, the story supposedly goes, is like back in like the 1970s or 80s, it's hard to figure out which, there was this uh, broadcast interruption out in this, I think it's pronounced Niobra County? That's kind of a difficult county to pronounce. But anyway, the their, their local like uh, television broadcast there for the news that night was interrupted by this weird uh, video and it was just different sequences of these like, disembodied heads with these weird twisted expressions. And like every 10 to 15 minutes, uh, a screen would pop up that said like, uh, please stand, uh, please stand by. And it was, it was really weird because uh, people that supposedly had watched it and was listening to the eerie music that were, that was playing from it were supposedly having things like hallucinations, and vomiting and yeah, headaches. And, like migraines and they said like their eyes would rattle. Yeah, it was really, it's really heinous stuff from the moment that you watched it. Um, and different people argue about like what actually caused it. Some people think that it was caused by the frequency that the music is played on. You know, whether it was played at a specific frequency, which we do know can actually cause people to to get sick and have some of these symptoms. Or some people thought that the whole thing was people trying to be brainwashed or it was like it's trying to beam stuff directly in people's heads, and that's what was causing it. But we do have to throw a little bit of salt in here. Tracing this story is very, very difficult. And a lot of people have said that this story is just a creepypasta. But even if it is a creepypasta, this would make it one of the earliest creepypastas we know about. Assuming that it actually is, it, perhaps it is a true story. It's hard. Uh, when you 
when you're trying to like track down, because I know uh, when I was researching the video and I'm trying to find information on it, like I'm typing this in YouTube and like 95% of the stuff on YouTube is just reaction videos to people watching this, this sequence of these, of these heads and whatnot. And I'm just like, I get it. I get it. The heads are creepy. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm like, I want to find out more about the story. I want to find out more about it. I, I, I remember watching one and it just was like this 40 minute video and it was pulled on all these threads for where it was. And I, it, the more that I listened to it, the more it made the video start sounding like a creepypasta because by the end of it, there's this weird network of serial killers involved and people going crazy. At some point, black eyed kids show up and I'm like, mother just kind of run the gambit. I know. I'm like, and I was, that was only about 26 minutes in before this would just, you know, start getting weird. Do you think this was an actual broadcast interruption, or do you think that like this is just something that was made up later on? I th I think that if it's real, I think that it's a videotape that uh, that got that got put up online. the The earliest evidence that I can find of anybody talking about it goes back to about two thousand six, kind of about the birth, I think, of of YouTube. I think in the birth and in in the, in the birth of like. The concept of like creepypastas and stuff on that. That's as far back as it goes. Because the other stuff that we've had, you could find dates with specific times this is aired. And I think that if, you know, an actual news broadcast was interviewed, you're going to have a date. Like, you you know, Google the, the Wyoming incident. You can't really get a date off of this thing. Yeah, when I was uh, doing my research into this, originally this was going to be one of the ones that I was going to pitch. But I kind of stopped researching it once I started to get that creepypasta vibe out of it. I did search long enough to try to find, like, a, a original, like, author for it, just in case. But I ended up not being able to track one down. Could you? No, I couldn't. But that's... But I think that if it's real, I still think that it could be a videotape that somebody had made that was circulating around that finally got into somebody's hands. And then it finally got loaded up to the... It finally got loaded up to the internet. Well, if any of our listeners think that this sounds familiar and you might have actually seen it on television, I, let us know. But one that actually is true, and we do know that actually ended up happening, is called the Southern Television Broadcast Interruption. That's oh, a real yeah. one, yeah. This is a good one. This this one this one occurred on November twenty sixth, nineteen seventy seven. And this is this is when we know actually happened. Uh, so what's going on is there's there's a news pro broadcast going on in in England at the time in the city that this takes place in, and all of a sudden it gets interrupted. Like the screen just goes fuzzy, it goes black, and all of a sudden the screen pops up, and this guy who identifies himself as Vrillian, the uh, from the Ashtar Galactic Command, <laughs> starts talking, and he starts essentially proclaiming he was this representative of this intergalactic alien force that was trying to persuade humanity to give up using weapons. And originally I thought he was just talking about nuclear weapons. It's a very common thing. 60s, 70s, we see this throughout stuff in the paranormal. But no, he's talking about all weapons of war. Yeah, you're seeing like uh, in, in between like um, the whole, the, his whole speech is actually like, uh, like, is like dictated, like on screen. So it's, it's all captioned and like intermingling in between the captions or some of these, uh, are, are actual images. And one of them is he's legit talking about like just guns, like just everything in general. So humanity can get up to this higher, to this higher point And that if we don't do this, there's other evil sinister beings that are going to get us. Okay. I, I have a question here. 
guns aren't necessarily a, just a weapon of war. It's not an exclusive thing. They're they're also a practical tool for like you know hunting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I agree like, with why that. couldn't we keep them for that? <laughs> I, I don't. Know. It's. It's weird. He he talked a lot in in his in the broadcast interruption. Assuming this is real, uh, that this is a, this is a real person. He talked a lot about that where we are now. We're at this crux that if we don't change, that we're going to be going down a really rough road. Now that part that part made a lot of sense to me. And the guy did talk with like, or the whole thing came across with a good degree of urgency to it. Yeah, he's like, you need to do this. This this needs to happen, humanity. Uh, <laughs> my favorite part about it is is while he's talking, he goes. Uh, but I'm not going to be out here. We're at, uh, we're going to leave. Uh, we're out. Sorry, you got to do that. You got you got you're on your own. But you got you got to change now because there's sinister forces out there. The deuces. Wow. And wasn't he talking about like the next stage of human evolution? Yeah, and that this would be a blocker to it. Yeah. And if we don't do it, like it's going to like hurt our spirituality and all this. And just it's 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 weird. And and a lot of broadcasts like interruptions that have happened like they are you know 15 seconds to I don't know two minutes. This went on for six minutes. He does a six-minute speech where he is literally just urging humanity, give up guns, or else these evil intergalactic forces are going to get us. I mean, but this isn't the first time we've heard stories like this. I mean, much of the contactee movement was about, you know, us pushing away from specifically weapons of mass destruction, but urging us towards a more peaceful thing. Like, we were talking about, um, in one of our patron videos, we were talking about Valiant Thor, what, mm-hmm. about a week ago or so? Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what Valiant Thor's method or message was, too. Yeah, and uh, the, the, video that I, the video that I've done with uh, Ellie, we did work on uh, the Thoreus Society. And it, it was the same thing. There, you know, there was aliens supposedly coming to tell humanity, give up, give up nuclear weapons or you're, you're going to be destroyed. You're going to destroy yourselves. I mean, I'm glad we haven't. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very <laughs> glad we and also, I mean, we've seen... Lots of things that involved UFOs having a high interest in um, in weapons of mass destruction. What's your thoughts? Do you think that there's potentially some truth to this one? I think this is aliens trying to take my guns. <laughs> Don't take my guns. Could they be trying to take your guns so we're more easier or we're more easily invaded? It could be. I mean, I, I think a lot of times people always have this this weird assumption that that. That aliens may just be benevolent out there, but I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think there's it would make it easier if uh, we were disarmed, I think, for, for aliens to show up. I think our path to greatness isn't going to come from someone from outer space coming and telling our species what to do. I think we have to find our route ourselves. Now, that being said, I think probably, yeah, it's kind of dangerous for us to have uh, all these weapons that can, you know, blow us back to the Stone Age. But... I'm not going to trust someone coming from outer space telling us how we need to advance. It just seems like it'd be too easy for them to be manipulating us. Oh yeah, one hundred, one hundred, one hundred percent. But also, but also at the same time, I also, I also find it weird that they would care. You know, I think a lot of times when you know if, if aliens actually showed up here, their their technology is just so vast. That if they really were coming here for like some sort of malevolence, first off, they probably wouldn't care about what kind of weapons we have. They probably could still just wipe all of us out. And also, that is fair. If they have the technology to travel that grave a distance, I mean, they probably have solved the issue of our weapons that shoot metal really fast. And and I think if aliens were really more concerned about humanity, uh, I don't know, they're not trying to hurt them or ourselves. They would be doing stuff like say, take your vaccines, wash your hands after you use the bathroom. Blow your nose. 
Like, I mean, all good advice. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, so, like, you know, the real threat, like, germs <laughs> probably wouldn't get us. So what's your thoughts on the whole contactee movement in general when it comes to this whole uh, demilitarization thing? Like, how do I feel about, like, why, whole... why are we being, why are we being told that? Like, to, I, I think that if... If aliens were, were really out there and they were concerned about our weapons, I think that it would probably be a move to try to um, help humanity work better at uh, at being together about being a more, like a, I would say like an integrated species. I think when we are less afraid of another group of people harming us, we tend to actively you know, work better, work better together and things like that. You know, I think when you have, say, like countries around here, let's say like nuclear weapons, for example, if they get in the hands of people that are legit dangerous, you know, people are absolutely terrified that, you know, this may be the end of all life on, on Earth. You know, when we don't have that threat, things get better. Okay, r- ride with me on this one. Mm-hmm. Usually the aliens that are showing up and telling us to disarm are the Palladians. The, some people call them the uh, tall Nordics. Here's my thoughts. Nordics are Vikings, and they're just wanting us to get rid of all of our weapons so they can come raid us. <laughs> That's my thoughts on it. Don't take my guns! <laughs> no, but in all honesty, I get torn here. I like the idea that there is this intergalactic civilization, and the people out there just really want us to be part of their greater international system and things like that. And they want us to go through the proper steps to join. I That is a neat idea, and I like it, but I think it's... I think it's overly dangerous to just trust these people that we don't fully understand the motives of and that likely their motives would not coincide with our best interests. Think about almost any time humans were colonizing a new area. It usually didn't go well for the people who were already there. <laughs> that's, 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 that's true. But maybe I'm just projecting myself onto them. Maybe they've grown past all this, but uh, I'm, still, I'm still wary of the idea. I don't know. I, I think from what I've seen across human history, though, when we're we're de-arming ourselves, there tends to be more cooperation amongst nations when that is, when that is happening. You know what? I think humanity has gotten better at, say, interacting with each other. Say, like, if you think, like, nuclear weapons like the United States and Russia, whenever we were disarming, our relation, relations got less tense between us and there's more cooperation between us oh yeah and, and that's how we talk ourselves down from those t- dangerous situations i think it was was it during the berlin blockade where we both started pulling up our tanks and we had to come to this agreement we'll move our tanks back two inches if you move your tanks back two inches and then slowly through a process like that we just both back down from world destruction you know it, it is and maybe that's maybe that's part of it maybe that's part of what that contact movement is about is about us reducing the number of weapons that we have so that there's more cooperation amongst amongst each other so that we can work better say in an intergalactic community okay but that kind of leads to this we don't get many of those stories nowadays it's not as prevalent nowadays what the heck happened it used to be aliens showed up here and tried to tell us oh hey let's demilitarize and i'll be super buddy buddy and now they're just coming down and stealing us at night um, what the, what the heck happened here? They switched gears. They just realized, <laughs> you know what? These guys are just too uh, 
involved with their guns, we're just going to have to start attacking people. <laughs> Maybe we had to reset higher plane before, like, the greys got here, and now they're here, so we're all just boned. No, no, maybe maybe now we're, uh, people are just, all of our leaders are being replaced by uh, lizard people, and they're slowly working on uh, de-arming <laughs> everybody. They're, they're in for the long game now. <laughs> when it comes to lizard people, I find the idea to be fascinating and interesting to discuss, but whenever you talk to someone who's really into the the whole field of lizardmen and stuff, oh man, they say some odd things. <laughs> so those things that make you want to step back from the conversation go, this That's, might not be the group for me to be hanging out with. It's like, it's getting a little weird in here. And that's saying a lot for the stuff that we've said on the channel. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember I was watching a YouTube video about someone, the Lizard Slayer or something like that. Oh, I love that and, guy. Yeah, he's this squat, pasty, <laughs> overweight kid talking about running around slaying lizard people. And he's, like, really close to the camera, too, where his, like, eyeball is, like, right next to the... To the eye, and apparently in his story, all lizard people talk in an English accent, because that's what lizard people do. <laughs> it's just, it's weird. Okay, okay. Let, let's jump back to... Okay, back to, We got off on a really weird tangent there. <laughs> um, okay, so something that I want to bring up, something that I want to bring up, is when you, you look at a lot of stories involving either broadcast interruptions, like those, like, broadcast, like people being interrupted by, like, these transmissions... Or weird uh, radio signals that we get. It's always like there's some sort of message or some sort of higher truth that's trying to be communicated to the general public. Have you ever noticed that? I I'm kind of getting what you say. I mean, the point it's, the point of like a broadcast is to convey thoughts and ideas and emotions and stuff. And if you're going to be going through all the work, and you do have to be fairly technically skilled to do this. If you're going through all that work, I'd imagine you would have a message that you're trying to get out. But for some of them, I I don't know. Like, my my issue is this. Some of them, yeah, some of them clearly were trying to make a point. Other ones like Max Headroom, if he was trying to make a point in there, and if you guys aren't familiar with Max Headroom, um, just search Max Headroom Broadcast Interruption. It's, it's worth checking out. But if he had a message in there, I didn't get it. It's just... It's weird. You have you know that what you're about to to do is going to be seen by a ton of people, and and it just like even in say like the the southern television broadcast interruption where he's talking about disarm yourself so that you can get to this like higher place spiritually. They they never explain like how or why or or the, or the purpose of that is like in the Wyoming incident. It's just this interruption of all these weird bizarre like images and all these weird phrases that are coming across the screen. And it, to me, it always just seems like there or even like random like signals, like radio station where they're sitting out weird, just numbers for some unknown reason. That's like, there's some sort of message that's trying to go out, but it's never direct. Well, maybe for some of them, it's the, well, for number stations, I think it's because they're being used by clandestine organizations and they don't want most people to be able to understand it. But perhaps for some of these other ones, it's one of those things where, if I just told it to you, you wouldn't believe it. So they're trying to lead you to the same conclusion that they've already gotten to. Maybe they know if you they just rush you to the end, it won't set in. They're trying to get you to go through the motions to get to where they are. Like so, like the you know you got to get to that journey to that sort of truth yourself. So that, like they did. Yeah, and th think about like those important moments of discovery we have in our own lives. I mean, if 
you didn't go through all the motions and someone just told you what you would have gotten out of it, you don't actually get anything from it. You don't actually grow as a person. Uh, maybe they're just urging people to go through the steps. I, I don't know. I'm just taking a shot in the dark based on the question you asked, but maybe it's something like that. But have you ever seen like what people like that look like? Like, or even if you made it broader, like, you know, like Cicada, like the Cicada group that posted that weird Oh, the, goodness. Cicada can be its own video. Oh, they're, they're nice. The, you know, by the way, which we're not saying anything bad about them. By the way, they're nice people, so they I'm don't saying, hack our system. I'm saying they're neat, and yeah. you're neat people. Yeah. Anyway, but, like, it's another example of a group of individuals that are talking about getting to a higher state of learning and to go down this path to, to join them in this group. You know, they were that inner group. Inner, international were, thinking. Yeah, yeah, in that international group that did that. And, but but, but for, for a lot of these people, like, it just, it looked like they were just, radically just different people like they just don't look like normal people like to to talk to i don't know the guy who did like the hijacking of uh hbo he looked like a pretty normal guy a little mm-hmm. little pudgy but and <laughs> whatever yeah but I, I guess i didn't talk to him in person so maybe he's pretty off that way but I, if I was going to take a guess, if I met, like, say, the Max Headroom guy, I would think I probably would find him very off-putting. Yeah, I, I always get, like, the the feeling I always get when I watch a lot of these broadcast interruptions about what I'm watching. I feel like I'm watching, like, the bad guy in the Red Dragon video, like, in the, in the Red Dragon movie. Like, he, he's getting up there talking about this, I have achieved this evolution, I have achieved, I've become this higher being, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to be that, man. <laughs> like, it just, you just look so much unhappier because of it. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, maybe ignorance is bliss, I don't know. Well, one of the problems is we don't know much about a lot of these people. A lot of people who do this end up getting away with it. That's true. That's another cool thing about a lot of these, param- about a lot of these uh, stories, is they often end with... And we don't know who did it. Maybe on that last one, it's because it was done by aliens. Yeah, and they really did point. just leave. Yeah, and they're just like, you know what? Yep, give your shot. We're going to tell you. And we're out. Okay. I want to talk about the Gammamede broadcast. This is one of those stories that's been floating around the internet since the groundwork of the internet. It's, it's one of those older internet stories. And the baseline is this. Back in the 1980s, we picked up a coded message from Ganymede. It's one of the moons around Jupiter. It's one of the only uh, places nearby. It's roughly Earth size. It contains uh, water. It's mostly water and iron. And it's ice on the surface, but there's a lot of speculation that underneath the surface is liquid water. It's one of those places where they're like, if life exists someplace else here, that's one of the possibilities. So we pick up a uh, coded message from there. And as much as NASA tries to decode it, they can't make any sense of it. So thinking that one of the easiest ways for us to communicate would be Morse code. They send a Morse code message back to them with a cipher on how to work Morse code and basically just say, uh, hey, we weren't able to decode that message, but please respond. And supposedly a few months later, they get a message back from Ganymede in Morse code saying, we weren't talking to you. (laughs) I love that we literally got it intergalactic. Excuse me. <laughs> like, I, I'm very curious about this one. This is one of those ones where, like, it's it's this one's been floating around so long. It's been through the game of telephone so many times. It's very hard to establish where this story came from or anything. But I really hope that this one's a true one because that is just such a neat idea that there is other intelligent oh life 
within our solar system. I just, I really love just the idea of just an alien talking loudly from that moon, just talking so loudly, and we're like, and we try to respond, and they go, excuse me, I'm trying to have a conversation here. What are you talking about? <laughs> Can you get off the line, please? Here's another good question. Who are they talking to? Uh, they're probably going past us, I guess. Or... Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it just really makes you think, if this is true, all the different pathways it, it opens. Also, like... I'm glad they were polite enough to respond. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it also makes me even more concerned about what we have on TV and what may end up actually <laughs> going out into space. Because that means that, like, I'm getting, like, a real, like, Galaxy Quest sort of feel here. That, like, aliens are going to be, like, watching, like, keeping up with the Kardashians, thinking that's what we all sound like and that's what we all look like. Oh, yeah, I remember, like, a long time ago, we were having a discussion about, um, like, if if aliens ever saw the sort of video games we play that have aliens in it, what they would think about us. Oh, uh, yeah, another reason maybe about why they're like, um, can we try before about you guys disarming? This really might be a good idea. Um, <laughs> we've seen what you do when you shoot people that look like Grace, um, no. <laughs> but the Grays are out there, I really think they probably are the bad guys. Actually, uh, let me let me scrap that. I don't think there's a whole lot of if when it comes to the Greys. I've never seen one myself, but as far as things out there that I think are more likely, I put the Greys in the fairly likely category. Oh my gosh, they also might be listening to this podcast. Please don't come get me at night. Please don't abduct me. Please. I don't think they're listening to our podcast. I hope they're listening to our podcast. I hope that we're Grey cool. That would be awesome. I don't know. Greys kind of freak me out a little bit. I, being abducted freaks me out a little bit. Actually, oddly enough, when I was a kid, I had three things I feared. Tornadoes, ticks, and grays. And I grew up in the country. I eventually over, outgrew the tick part. I eventually got over the um, the tornado part. Grays was the one that lasted the longest. And I don't know why. But particularly when I was young, I got really flipping scared when it came to grays. Like if I saw one on the TV, I'd kind of flip out a little bit. Not like if I saw one like Roger from uh, American Dad. It had to be like <laughs> an actual sketch of Grey. And it scared the piss out of me. Those lifeless black eyes just staring at you. You're trying to freak me out, but I, I, I've, I've kind of outgrown it by now. But I remember one year for uh, we had our Christmas tree downstairs. And we had this all-white cat with dark eyes. And I walked by the Christmas tree and I just freeze. Because I think I saw a, a Grey like, watching me from underneath the Christmas tree out of the periphery of my eyes. And I'm just frozen there. And eventually I get up the courage to turn and look. And it took me a while. It felt like it was a few minutes of me just standing there frozen. And, of course, it was the damn cat just freaking me out. <laughs> oh, man, dude. We're probably going to wake up tomorrow, like, abducted by Grace. I better not. I, I better would be, not. I would be so pissed. Oh, goodness, the adventures of young Vic. That would... <laughs> that would... Oh, man. Man, I do not want to want that. But, okay. Back to Ganymede. What's your thoughts? You know, I... I, I to me, I, 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 it's not surprising. We get radio signals from space all the time. That's something that most people don't know. We, we pick up radio signals from, from outer space all the time getting this stuff. Sometimes we even get stuff like like repeating like in a pattern. Oh, yeah, like the wow signal? Yeah, like, like out, in, out into space. So it doesn't surprise me that we've picked up signals like that before. But from someplace so close, it's kind of neat. Where where are broadcasts of Gan of Ganymede television shows? Oh, but well, also it, it it may also just be somebody who like you know was on a pit stop there. Oh, that's true. And may, maybe it's not someone who has a culture. Maybe they're like, oh hey, this place has ice. I need ice. And it's like you know, uh, Ganymede is like the Seven Eleven of our solar system. 
So they got to stop there for a little while. If you need iron or water, <laughs> you are set if you stop at Ganymede. Mm-hmm. As I understand, they have tons of both. Yeah. If you need guns or people to abduct, Earth <laughs> is, you know, apparently is your stop. We, we got in, oh, I know what it is. The aliens are looking for a cheap way to purchase weapons, so they want us to get rid of our weapons so they can buy them cheap. <laughs> they're trying to get them on a bulk deal, yep, too. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to get a bulk deal, buy oh, yeah. all of Earth's weapons in one go. Oh, man. Okay. This one it falls much more into the strange area than the unusual area. This one can be more or less explained on the how, but definitely not understood on the why. The Yosemite Sam broadcast. Okay, you, you guys are just going to have to ride with me on this one for a little bit. It started in December 19th, uh, 2004. There was a broadcast coming out around New Mexico. And the only thing that came over the broadcast was the voice of Yosemite Sam from the old Bugs Bunny cartoon saying, Varmint, I'm going to blow you to smithereens. And it would just do that on a loop. Um, it was apparently taken from the Bugs Bunny cartoon uh, Bunker Hill Bunny from 1949. And it just transmitted for quite some time. And then on February, or then at some point in February 2000 and, sorry, December 23rd, 2004, the broadcast just stopped. And then February 2005, it came back playing again. Um, it was eventually traced to a transmission tower in Laguna Indian Reservation, but no one knows why or what was going on with it. People trace it back to the numbers station, believing that, even if you're not familiar with number stations, there are radio stations that play coded messages for people who are out there, like, say, spies or people working in clandestine groups. They know when they hear this specific signal, that means to do X. And people equated to that, but ultimately... We don't really know what it is, and it's so very strange to just be broadcasting the voice of a Looney Tune like that. I, I find that just so... Like, it was just from coming from a tower, like, just on an Indian reservation? Yeah. Yes, a group of um, radio DJs, I think from California, ended up tracking it to this one broadcasting tower on an Indian reservation. That's just so That's just so weird. And it, it would have to be... a. Like a government, like the government can go into reservational land and do a lot of things, but I, I wonder what this is supposed to trigger. What was what was going on in you know two thousand four where they needed to be like sending this out for like months at a time? It ran from it ran from the nineteenth of December to they're not totally sure exactly when it's. Oh wait, wait, no, the nineteenth of December to the twenty third of December. Okay, so it ran for four days. And then it came back in 2005, some point in February. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, the only thing that people can really equate it to is the number station. That there's probably some sort of coded message in it, or maybe they know that you're supposed to do something specific at those times. But I, I kind of looked at those dates, and I didn't really find anything specific. Do you think that that may have been somebody who was just goofing just, just to do that? Well, and how are you going to do that with a major radio trans? Like, this was like a large radio transmitter. Yeah. Like, it's not like someone... Like, the thing is, you could do this with uh, with just stuff you have. You could get a large antenna and a ham radio and just make these sort of things. But you're not going to have access to something like that. Like, just not just a regular guy screwing with you. Mm-hmm. 
And we, we know that other things like this exist. They usually don't have Looney... To, to the best of my knowledge, this is the only Looney yeah, Tunes-based one there is out there. I think a lot of them are, like, they're like numbers. They'll just like, yeah, list usually, off a series of numbers for... Yeah, most of them will have like a little bit of music, and then we'll list off uh, like eight numbers in a row, in a vo- uh, usually an automated voice. But there's other ones where it plays like music backwards or just makes odd sounds. Mm-hmm. And some of them... Uh, like we'll have like certain folk music built into, and people believe that that sets up what sort of codes they're they're going to be using. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's cracked the number station thing yet, um, and also no government has admitted to uh, using it. But it's one of those things where it's kind of still a mystery even to today. Like even when number stations started, is a point of argument. Um, some people say they started after World War One. Some people say it's World War Two. We know they were definitely around during the Cold War, though. They were definitely there at least by then. If you were going to use a number station, how do you think that a number station would get utilized? Like, I think, okay, a lot of people ask, why would you use radio for this? And here's the thing. If you use, like, digital media, it's very easy to track where it was sent from and who it was sent to. But if you use broadcast radio to transfer a message, you can tell where it's coming from, but you have no way of tracking where it went to. Because it could go to anyone who's within the range of that radio tower. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they use use uh, this sort of code method. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you probably wouldn't be able to decode it unless you had the proper code book to read it. Um, I don't think it's like uses a general code. I think it uses a very specific sort of thing. I wonder if like say like these, I wonder if say like the Yosemite Sam thing that goes out is some way like a, like whenever you're going to use a number cipher, you need to know like where the what the reference is to like what well like 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 if we're gonna use numbers but you use like page numbers and line numbers you need to know a book like i wonder if like the yosemite sam thing is like is like it directing to this is where you're going to find the inf- where you're going to find the information for for like another something else like a number sequence that or maybe the yosemite sam vo- voice is just to draw our attention um at the beginning there's like some shrill sounds maybe the message is in the wave frequencies of those shrill sounds. Maybe mm-hmm. the actual um, thing is about the wave frequency that's running in the background of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's likely not the Yosemite Sam part that's conveying the message. That's probably mainly a distraction. Um, but what it could be trying to say, I mean, that would be anyone's guess. It's always so weird. I always just find it, like, just so fast because you could just pick these up. Like, just if, oh, yeah. if you just have your own ham radio, and that's one of the, the coolest things I've always found about them. You know, I tried to find a map of uh, number stations throughout the United States, and I could not find one. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was seriously digging around looking for this, and I couldn't find one because I wanted to see, like, how it matched up with other things. And I was searching to see if there's one anywhere near us. You would think that this would be something that, like, people would actually, like, want people to know, like, where these number stations are, are coming from, like, where they're coming from and stuff. And I know they have a, a decent-sized community of fans and hobbyists that uh, work on this stuff. I hear the number of number stations is actually dwindling over the years, that they're using less and less of them. Well, they're probably coming up with a new uh, method of communicating with each other. Yeah, because I mean, one of the big flaws of it, and although, yeah, it's, it's harder to track than, say, digital, it's still a really outdated medium. You could probably um, spruce it up with some modern technology. The other thing is anyone can get it. Like, hobbyists found these. 
Do are they are they only here in America? Like these number stations? Oh no 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 no! They're everywhere. Um, Europe, I know they're there. Um, Russia as well. Um, Middle East, there's number stations there also. I don't know if there are any in South America, Africa, or Australia, but I bet you there are. Um, but they're kind of just scattered generally around. They play just these weird codes. Some of them pay, play nonstop. Other ones, you know. It's just at certain times of the day or certain times at night. There's even one that, like, it changes what it does every time when the sun sets. But what messages are trying to send out, I, I don't know. People assume that they're connected to the government. I'd say that's likely true, particularly with the uh, start points when people are speculating they started. But if you guys know, like, a number station in Indiana, let us know. We might, you know, take a trip out there and check, check it, out. it out. Yeah. Yeah. And if you guys have any idea what number stations could be, post the post your thoughts in the comments about them below. People have speculated even things like aliens. Um, oh God, I heard a theory that they're reciting some sort of ritual to open up the gates of hell. I think that's probably not the case. I think I, I really do think this one is humans using clandestine tools to communicate with each other. So another interesting one that I that I found too when I was researching this idea of like bizarre radio waves was i came across the legend of the red numbers have you ever you ever heard of those no like I red numbers okay so this isn't really something that's popular in the united states this is actually something that's way more popular out like in the middle east and africa and asia and all that and and where it started was in pakistan okay and i want to say it started back about 2007 i want to say april that month jumps out at me um, but it, but I know it started in 2007. So about around that time, people in Pakistan started getting these emails. And it was like an email chain saying, whatever you do, do not answer any number that pops up on your cell phone. That's where the numbers are in red, no matter what they are. Because if you do, then what's going to happen is this loud, shrill shriek sound is going to get played uh, through your phone. And it's going to cause nerve damage and end up killing you. And you'll end up dying. Holy crud. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it freaked a ton of people out. I mean, this caused mass hysteria all across Pakistan. People were freaking out so much, the government had to get involved. And, you know, they said, like, no, 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 cell phones here in Pakistan, they're safe, they're fine. And then it started getting out of control. And then it went through the rest of the Middle East, and down into Africa, and down into Asia, where people were really terrified that a cell phone number was going to pop up and that they were going to die. I get that it could deafen you. How's it going to kill you? I think this, the sound was supposed to do it. or It was supposed to play some sort of frequency that would just cause damage to kill you, I think. I think that's part of like the, the people that claim that this isn't real is to say that this, there's no way for them to, to generate something like that through your cell phone. But I think it really terrified me that the idea of if you think about like how like close we are with our cell phones and stuff like how like literally we, we just everybody has when they're in our pockets like that, that something could get to you yeah if if that was the situation i would literally only answer the phone if i knew someone was going to call me like if there were if there was something out there that could actually do that i would get real i might even get rid of my phone at that point i mean imagine imagine how much it freaks you out when your phone pops up unknown number Oh, I just don't answer them. Right now, but like, but it's just weird, and it makes you too terrified to answer it. But then imagine if you just look down at your phone, and all of a sudden the number that pops up isn't white; it's red, and it's like, and it's like flashing. I'm, I'm on the iPhone. Does it ever pop up red? No. 
Oh, okay. No, they only pop. I'm trying they, to think if I had ever seen a red number. Pop no, no, up they pop. Mind. They pop up white. And I thought so. I think I'm just thinking about what how it displays if you know you miss a call. <laughs> yeah, but people were terrified for this for, for for years and years. I mean, this carried all the way into 2012. I mean, people say like theoretically, like you know, they they never found any bodies of of anybody that where that this legit happened to. But like, I mean, there's tons of. You know, unknown deaths that have occurred with people where people have died of mysterious causes and things like that. And we know that, we know that, like, you can use frequencies to cause, like, bizarre, like, symptoms in people. And you can, and you, I mean, you can use it to cause psychosis in people. Were they able to confirm the text messages were real, giving the warning? No, the emails were real. Oh, sorry, their emails? Yeah, the emails were real. The emails went out, and that was a real thing. Like, the emails of saying, you know, don't answer your phone, don't do that. That was a real thing. And were they just, were they chain letters, or were they had bounced around enough you couldn't trace them to a source or something? Yeah. Like, they, they never were able to find out the source about where that initially came from. They don't know. Some people think that it was, like, a government employee that had leaked it, that, you know, this is what, the, you know, governments were using this as a way of taking out particular people. Um, taking insurgents, naysayers, protesters, and whatnot. That was a way of getting of getting rid of people. It sounds um, like the only thing he's going to do is drop the amount of cell phones sold in those areas. Or make it even more of a reason why some people just don't have a cell phone, you know, in that area when you're trying to hide from a government. Because, I mean, if you're trying to hide from the government, the, first, the one thing you do not want to have on you is a cell phone. Maybe they're trying to drum up some level of technophobia in there. It could be. But it seems, it seems like an odd sort of thing, particularly for a prank. Yeah. It, it seems kind of weird. But, I mean, you've seen, you know, we, you've seen, like, chain things going around Facebook all the time. Well, where that's people true. They like, never make any sense. You know, you know, if you don't share this post, you know, you're going to get cursed. Or if you don't share this, you know, share this post and you'll find a ton of money. Do you? No. Do you share them? No. Never. I have not got one in a very long time. And I don't share them, but I always feel like I should what why does why is that what what pulls at us to do that to to share like a like a chain letter or yeah what 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 keeps this thing moving uh well I mean I have a legit fear of being cursed I would say that if I felt something genuinely would curse me I would probably do it to avoid it um also people probably generally want money and if they would do anything to get said money they probably would share a post just to say yeah give it a shot. It sounds like a way to like get people to share your posts. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Wait, wait. Share this podcast or you will be cursed. Share this podcast and you will have good vibes for the rest of your life. Or cursed. No. Good vibes. <laughs> Either way, whichever one you want, share the podcast. Share mm -hmm. it with people. Absolutely. Um, so, um, do you think we talked about enough for today, or what do you think? We're kind of getting close on time. We have one more that we're wanting to hit, and that was the big Art Bell one, Area 51, where that's it gets knocked one. out of the air. Yeah, that's a good one. But I think we're going to have to push that into our Pillow Talk segment. I, I think you're right. So, um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode so far. I know that we've had a, a lot of fun doing that. Um... So if you guys like the, the podcast, don't forget to leave us a like. Leave us a comment for what you guys think or stuff that you guys want to see us comment about. And, of course, share it because that's how, you know, every, more people hear about it. Or be cursed. But for now, keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. So, Art Bell. 
yeah, this is actually, I imagine most of you guys have heard about this, but if you haven't, let me go into the story in a little bit of detail for you guys. So it's 1997. Art Bell's doing his amazing work on uh, Coast to Coast AM. And we miss you, Art. I, I'm, I'm sorry that you're gone. So awesome. Pioneer of the paranormal. He's a really great guy. If you guys aren't familiar with Art Bell, check him out. Go through some of the old episodes of Coast to Coast AM. Super amazing guy. Miss him a great deal. Um, well, he's doing his radio show, and he gets a call, and he takes a lot of callers. Um the guy on the other side of the line is clearly very distressed. He's stammering. He's um, upset. And he explains that he used to work for Area 51 and that he's now basically fleeing cross-country. And he sees this is, this is his only chance to get the word out. And he makes it clear he doesn't have a lot of time to explain it. That he's so 